Yes, Adrian Pazenko, the great man, Mark Spud, Carolom, Joel Kane, and Crunch Time brought to you by Before You Dig Australia, Azito and Maccas. I'm very excited to speak with this bloke because I said to the powers that be at SEN, I got off the plane last week and jumped in the car. I went to the app and SENZ had the New Zealand call versus the Knights. So I listened to that for about 40 minutes on the way home. And the bloke we're about to talk to, which I said to the, I said, this bloke's legit. He is a bloody good caller. And I'm talking about Tony Kemp. And I'm pleased to say he's on the line. He's in Australia for the big clash, the Wars taking the Broncos. Hey, Kempy, how are you, mate? Hey, Sugar, mate. I'm real, I'm real good, actually. I'm... Mate, it's nice to be an Aussie. You know, you know why? Because I can see why all the Kiwis are moving over here. You get off the plane, mate, and it's like, <laughs> you know, forty-four degrees, and you're straight in your shorts. Oh, so, such a such a beautiful um, morning to wake up to, and the sun's up. You know, because we've had plenty of rain back in New Zealand, and walking up around Suncorp today and having a look at the stadium. Man, I'm excited about tonight. Sugar, it should be a should be a good game, and. Warriors are over here, and half of, half of New Zealand's over here in Brisbane, so I'm expecting them all to show up tonight at Suncorp at some stage. Kempi, I'll be honest, I had obviously we're listening to a lot of Australian radio over here, and I hadn't heard a lot of your calls, and by the time I got home, I'd heard a good 40, 50 minutes, and I thought, this bloke Kemp's one of the best co-callers in the game, TV and radio. Uh, yourself and Sammy Hewitt have got a great product, and you're calling live tonight from um, Bris Vegas, Suncorp, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, mate. That's you know, it's really nice to hear. It, it, it is. It's sort of taken off in New Zealand. You know, people have turned their Sky TV down and and synced in me and Sammy Hewitt, and he's a he's a great caller himself. And we've been flown over here by SCNZ um, to to call it for our New Zealand uh, public because they basically demanded it. And See, they're three big. o'clock yesterday morning. We got in at midnight, and because all the flights have been booked out. But mate, we wouldn't we wouldn't turn it up for the world. It's it's a great it's a great game. It's been a fantastic year for, as you know, the Wars. And you know, if they can go one more, um, look out next week. Mate. It'll be a cracker. Yeah, Tony, Mark, Carol, mate, Spud. It's been many many years since we've spoken and actually played against each other. But mate, what's the feeling at home, especially now that the World Cup is on in France, as they like to say? For that game they play in heaven, mate. You know why? Because you died watching that being rugby union. <laughs> a few times too, so um, that's why I played fullback, mate, so I could stay away from the middle of the ruck and you and Chief take it take it <laughs> to each other. Um, yeah, really interesting, Spud. You know, like in New Zealand, like there is really only one game um, over my time, which is called rugby union, and the black jersey, the All Blacks, and, and that brand has has stood head and heels above any other sport in that country. Um, but there's been a shift, and I mean a seismic shift this year in uh, what's happened with the Warriors coming home post-COVID. And I'll give you a little example. Uh, we are at an auction last week, and an All Blacks jersey and a Warriors jersey went up mm. for auction. And this will, has never happened. I've never seen it in my lifetime. Um, the All Black jersey went for 500 The Warriors jersey went for three and a half grand. Ooh, oh, wow. Geez. And that there in itself is an analogy of what's happened with the two brands in New Zealand this year. Uh, They are absolutely flying. You would not know there's a World Cup happening in New Zealand at the moment. Everyone in Auckland, where I live, um, is walking around in Warriors uh, gear. Everyone, you know, this this tagline up the Wars is, mate, the we've got a a building over there. It's called the Warehouse. It's sort of like a, you know, 
I don't know, like a David Jones in Australia. Yep. It's called the Warehouse. Well, they've taken all of the letters out. It's called the Wars House. <laughs> oh, <I heard laughs> That's they've, gold. they've made it say the Wars House, and yeah, it's it's just it's captured everyone's imagination. Um, it's brought like the dream back alive, and you know. Is Most it? of them are going to be asleep tonight by 10 o'clock. But, you know, for, for them to get this far, I think everything else now is a bonus. You know, they've had such a successful season and um, I'm just hoping that they can hang with the Brisbane Broncos because they're different They're different beasts, the Broncos. They don't have the same spine as uh, Newcastle. You know, they're not going to get like on, you know caught like possums in a headlight um, like Clune did last week. You know, Reynolds will move them out of that corner with Sean Johnson's kicking game. Last week into Marzu, you know, they just, it's a totally different uh, kettle of fish that they're up against tonight. But um, as we saw with Penrith last night, you know, if that completion rate of 96% last night, if the Warriors can get anywhere up and, and around that, they'll make a game of it. Okay, Kemby, just on that, I, I want to get to the broadcast stuff first, uh, secondly, but on the completion rates, and, and you can use this tonight on the call, the. I went through preliminary finals and grand finals. Now, you typically need 85% completions to win those games. You, you've got to stay in the staring comp. You cannot unsubscribe. And to win a grand final, bare bones is about 82% in the last 10 years. The Warriors who have Coach Webster, who comes through the Panther system, knows that all too well. Nine times this year, the Warriors have completed 82% or above compared to only eight, uh, five times for the Broncos. So in these big games, field position, completion rates are very important which gives them a chance. So that's one to note for tonight. But the other thing I wanted to tell you or, or speak about, we spoke about this earlier in the program, and there's been a lot of noise over here in Australia, um, you know, what the Warriors did last year for the competition and should the game be doing more. Well, well, my thing, and I hope this happened, my thing is that the what's it worth to Sky TV? So you can't move it to 5.30 local time in Australia because that's when the Lions are going to play Carlton, which is going to be a massive game. So therefore, your only option would be 3 o'clock, which is therefore 5 o'clock in New Zealand. What's that worth to Sky TV in viewers? What's that worth to the NRL in promoting the game? And then those two, the NRL and Sky TV, then go to Channel 9 and say, hey guys, we can't do it now, obviously, because the game's tonight, but hey, guys, uh, look, we know that you guys are going to lose revenue by bringing the game forward, but for us, Sky TV, it's worth this. For us, the NRL, it's worth this. Can we help compensate you to bring the game better for all? What Do you know if there was any of those sorts of chats? No, I don't. And and you've got to remember, too, like, in the scales of economy, the markets are a little bit different. Australia is a hell of a lot bigger than New Zealand. You know, we've only got 5 million people down there, and mm. only a pinch of those have Sky TV anyway. So... If you're if you're talking about broadcasting, you know that's why SENZ on the radio works so well in New Zealand because our rural community, which we are a rural country, our economy of farmers basically. Yeah, that makes sense. That's fair. That's a fair fair retort. Kempi, can I just ask you on it's Adrian Prezenko in relation to we're obviously excited about the Warriors, but even if they do dip out tonight, there is more rugby league to look forward to for Kiwi fans later in the year with the Test matches, and I just look at what that side could look like. And your spine could have the likes of Dylan Brown, Joey Manu, Kieran Foran, Sean Johnson, Jerome Hughes, um, Brandon Smith, Charles uh, uh, could start as well, uh, Charles Nickel could start. And then you've got a forward pack with Fisher, Harris, Leota, Tarpanay, <laughs> Big Nelson. It's like this could also be a bit of a changing of the guard in international football. We know that New Zealand have been. What yeah, challenging Australia for a long time, but 
what would it mean to have a national team that that's really right up there and you know, has the potential to be number one for a period of time now? Yeah, they they do. Um, and the un- unfortunate part of it is, I you know, although we've got all those players available, I I I don't think a lot of them will make themselves available because of the World Cup last year. Um, I think I think it's been a, a pretty long season or two seasons when you put them both together. And uh, if if you know the playing fields were all even and you those names that you rattled out, I, I think that changing of the guard has been slowly happening. But you know Australia for me, you know they they they've got players galore to pick from that will always be the the, the benchmark. Um, you know, and I think for New Zealand, I, I'm really keen about this conversation at international level. Um, unfortunately for us, we you know the one-off tests don't really work, so you can't get a, a fair enough sort of gauge on it. Uh, yeah, yes, I, I agree. You've got to have the more up for selection, uh, but the same goes for Australia. If, if you have a look and a dead set look at their team, mate, you know you put Nathan, you put Nathan Cleary in there. You've still got Cook or Curacao to pick from from halfback. You've got fourteen thousand fullbacks that could play anywhere in the back line um, and they're always going to be a hard team to beat uh, but but you know if they if they get get it right the Kiwis and they do get to pick those players I look I, I agree with you um, that on a given day if they had 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 number one picks across both sides it'd be one hell of a game against Australia hypothetical Kempi from last night's game if Melbourne storm if Craig Bellingham was offered this he can either have Nathan Cleary in his side or he can have the front rowers of Penrith, Leota, Fisher-Harris and Spencer Lenu, who would Craig Bellamy take to win last night's game? Oh, the front row. I yeah. th- look, I think hands down, like the front row won them the grand final last year. If you look at Leota and Fisher-Harris, they're absolutely outstanding. And anyone anyone knows too, Shulgi, like if you if you haven't got a front row, you're a halfback and um, you can't play on the front foot. And that's, this is one of the big reasons why Sean Johnson and, and Reynolds have gone so well this year against each other. If you look at all the old footage through the 20s, they've played with these big kids that have that basically, for most of their career, that have when they've got them on the front foot, then them going forward at defensive lines and decision-making has been spot on. Their kicking game, I think, is better than Nathan Cleary's the, the kicking game this year of Reynolds and, and Johnson. Um, and if you came to me as Craig Bellamy and said, you can have this Penrith front row or Nathan Cleary, mate, I'll take the front row all day because, you know, put Jerome Hughes behind that front um, forward pack and he'll win another comp. Yeah, that might be right. I'll tell you, uh, Kempi, in, in relation to tonight's game, boys, I, I've watched every single conceded Broncos try this year and the absolute target has to be Ezra Mam on that left-hand yep. side, which styles make fights hand-in-glove stuff. They love attacking the right-hand side. That shape going to Ezra. Go and watch the Jaden Sullivan try. Go and watch the Jacob Preston try. They ran straight over the top of Ezra Mam. Then you throw in the decision-making, Kempi. Do you agree that's the opportunity? I know it's been their side anyway, the Warriors. Um, but do you agree that's where they can have great joy? Yeah, yeah it is. And it's, and it, you know, one of the – if you're doing the analysis for Brisbane, it's it's the strength of the Warriors. Nor Kore Johnson, he goes out the back. You know, he's got – um, uh, Chance Booker Clock said that run into that second sweep line before he, before those backs 
um, swing their shape on on uh, the defensive line. So, you know, when Ezra Mann there is coming up against a very straight line uh, runner in, in Noah Kore, he's got a hold. And, and that's what Sean Johnson likes, and he hasn't had that for the last couple of years. So, you know, you know, Sugar, Noah Kore has been the unsung hero of the Warriors this year, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. There's two reasons. One, defensively, he bashes bikes if they come down his side. And what that does for Sean Johnson, it gives him confidence because Sean didn't really like to put his shoulders in there. Um, on that right edge, they started arguing with each other. They don't have to worry about that when Noah Kut is there because when they go down his side, they get a, they get a belting and Johnson picks his game up and defends just as well as he does. Um, and then on the on the flip side, offensively, he runs the hardest lines in the competition. He's like Nikora uh, at Cronulla. And Johnson mm. loves that because he just straightens the lineup. He can actually take a couple of metres off the defensive line, and that's where Chancellor Clockstead's come back to his top game because he's got the space out the back with a defensive side like Israel Man that can't make a decision. So um, that's definitely the side they're going to. But you know, it's it's like I said right at the beginning. It's a it's a tough one because they've got a pretty good back five, the Brisbane Broncos, and um, if they're playing off a front forward pack like you know Payne, Haas, Kerrigan. Fledgley get their forward pack going forward, the Warriors, they'll, they'll be breathing heavily and, and not as fit, fit and fast as they were last week against Newcastle when they had it all their way. I don't think they get it all their way this uh, tonight, and I think that percentage that you talked about, 82% for me, doesn't win it tonight. Yeah, it can I, think, be. I think you've got to be high 80s. Yeah, that's right, mate. Yeah, it can be. As you said, um, forwards win mat- and battles through the middle and also win matches. All right, have your fantastic outside backs, but... You look at uh, you know, Toe Harris last week, he had 22 carries, 215, 220 metres. Yeah, then you got Vanilla Blake who just goes, he does 20 carries a game. You guys need to do that against especially the Carrigans and the uh, Flaggers and the Payne Harses. Um, I can't wait to see some of the collisions, mate. It'll be like going back to the Stone Age. <laughs> <laughs> mate, well, you know, I, I, I think the, you know, I, I think Leota got under the skin when Penrith played. Um, the Warriors last time uh, at Penrith Park, you know, when they got beat by 30 and, and Johnson didn't play, and I thought he got under the... Oh, that's good power of the pause uh, Spud, whether or not the, the Brisbane Broncos, because they do have that in them, the Broncos. They have that little bit of niggle, old-school old niggle from Kevy Walters' days in them. Um, and whether or not they picked up on that, because you've got to remember, Adam Fanua Blake, he, he, he is a fiery character. Oh, yeah. You know, and as we as we know, if you if you upset them mentally, they lose the plot. And and I don't know whether that will be one of their tactics tonight, but I'm definitely looking forward to that forward battle tonight. It's going to be a cracker. It'd be great. Yeah, it's 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 a fascinating game. And what what an assignment though. And, and look, dreams are free, Kempi. But now in front of the Warriors, they've got a, it's climbing Kosciuszko with a backpack full of bricks, right? They, they, <laughs> they've got they've got to go to Brisbane. They've got to beat the Broncos, and then you've got to go to Sydney yep. and take on. The um the Panthers. Panthers, but if anyone knows about climbing mountains, New Zealand and Sir Hedman Hillary, they know <laughs> how to do that, don't they, Kevin? <laughs> hey boys, but I will say this, you know, and I've said this this morning when we crossed to New Zealand. Um, when when New South Wales comes to Queensland, they've got a they've got a sea of blue in one part of the stadium. Well, New Zealanders flock to Queensland in droves to live here. Um, and most of most of your your stadium is full of uh, New Zealanders anyway, so I reckon most of the supporters this year they'll have two jerseys on 
One one will be a, a, a Warriors jersey and the other will be a Broncos. And whoever wins the game at the end, that's what colour you're going to see at the end of the game. Every chair. Yeah. I agree with that. No, Oregon, uh, because they come over for COVID times, and you, without you guys, we wouldn't have a competition. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure other other teams, without knowing the Broncos, would be a fan of the Wars. But um, I'll tell you, the one guy at the back there, um, Tony, was uh, Nickel Coxlove. Last week he had 33 carries over 300 metres. But you know what I love about him? You know when he goes up for a bomb and he calls mine? It's like when you go to the beach and you throw a chip to a seagull. <laughs> he never drops it. That's right. That's exactly no, right. I'm going to throw all these one he, 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 he hasn't heard them drop. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> Look, there's listeners going, oh, no, he's going back to the seagull <laughs> chip analogy. <laughs> I've got, got new meat. I've got new yeah, meat. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Sorry, Kippy. <laughs> No, no, look, it's, he's dead right, though, about Chancellor Good Clock's there. I'll tell you what, the other thing about him, Spud, mm. he's got great cologne. Oh! oh gee, what is he now, wearing? Now we are talking. Okay, right. I, I reckon he's a Davidoff. I retract those. I retract those. Uh, <laughs> I was lavish with praise about your commentary. <laughs> Kenny. I'll retract that now. But, hey, Kenny, you know my favourite uh, was when I was playing in the 90s when we were playing was I'd pack into a scrum and blokes would say, mate, are you wearing an aftershave? Yeah. And back, hey, then, uh, back then I was brute. Boys, go for your life. I'll be back in 20. Uh, Kempi, uh, just before you go, mate, we appreciate your time because you've got a big call tonight and, and I really do mean what I was saying before. What, what do you genuinely think? So if this game was played 100 times, of course there's a world in which the Warriors win more than a handful. If it was played 100 times tonight, all things being even, how many times up the wires do they get it done? I think that pause means 100. I think that means 100. Yeah, oh. yeah look, I, look, I think I think you're dead right. I think it's a fifth. I've said this all week. I think it's a 50-50 game tonight. Oh, I think their completion wow. rate is very high um, and will keep them in the game for long periods of time. So I think I think it is a toss of the coin. I, I know people are saying that the Warriors are going to get smashed, but look, I, I think all the stars have aligned for the Warriors to come to Brisbane to play this game. Um, they are very relaxed, all right. And if it's a Group One race and their horse has gone to the gone down to the the marker and it's ready to to jump, it's ready to run. And that for me is what Brisbane's got to be really careful of. And the Warriors can get if they can get out of the gates and they can hang. I can actually see them coming over the top of them because they're very fit and they're ready to and they're ready to win. A- well, they, the other thing is too. I, I do believe it's an advantage for Coach Webster where he has been. So people forget the year they lost the grand final. He was not part of the coaching staff. He came the next year. They won two from two. So. Yes, Ivan Cleary's looking for three years in a row, but Coach Webster is looking to be a part of a winning team three years in a row as well. Tony Kemp, we've just dropped him out. He's, we've just lost him, but uh, up the Waz, I think he's totally right. If you don't go for Penrith, you're going for the Waz, then yep. maybe the Broncos, because we are full of tall poppies here in Australia, and that's what happens. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. It is crunch time, brought to you by Ozito, Before You Dig, and Macca's new McCrispy.